Hi, with Julian on the brown note, and a Sunday review session of three ten out of tens. Um, uh, Neil Young's Chrome Dreams. So Neil Young is with Nina Simone and David Bowie, one of my three all-time favourite popular music recording artists, has um, embarked on an archival release program which saw him release I think eight albums one year. <laughs> I notice that I get a lot of um compared to my ten views on some albums, the Neil Young ones tend to get a lot. Um so I just assume there's this cult fan base out there. But I actually only got into Neil Young in the second coming, which is I got freedom having known nothing about him when it came out in 1989 and then suddenly grunge blew up and he had his second golden era of doing everything that he did brilliantly which was that really mixture album freedom which isn't as common in his discography he did the grunge side of crazy horse with ragged glory the live side of the grunge thing with world the countryside with harvest moon like every and he did the mtv unplugged to show the um the acoustic live side so he did he touched on in the space of a few years everything that he did perfectly and delivered absolutely stunning albums so i got into him at that point and i have followed ever since and he's been mercurial ever since but the archival release program is really too exhaustive for anyone to follow and someone put it well which is that there are releases for completists releases that are interesting and releases that are essential and some of the you know the 1973 at this live venue recording may not be that interesting or another one which is where he reimagined the landmark album tonight's a night um, in a different live setting was actually far more essential but the pinnacles of these releases have been the lost albums where he's recorded entire albums and they've vanished and they've become bootleg lore and we've had two of those very recently well in the last five years so he had um, Hitchhiker which was an album he recorded in 1976 in one night abandoned and then some of those tracks would appear on other releases homegrown which was arguably even higher up the ladder of legend albums which was an album he recorded just in the wake of harvest and his commercial peak um, which had a lot of songs allegedly focusing on his failing relationship and felt that it was too painful when he shelved it and again those some of those songs would appear elsewhere what was the track list to homegrown both those albums were fantastic yeah there's no most of the ones on homegrown star of bethlehem shows up here as well i think it's ironic that um the track homegrown shows up on um that album because um that album was abandoned and uh, this album also features Homegrown. So Homegrown's been on two abandoned albums. Talk about a cursed life. So that was like the the apex, even above Hitchhiker. But the holy grail of Neil Young's 
unreleased albums is Chrome Dreams, which was passed around as a bootleg for decades uh, and released in 1970, sorry, not released in 1977, but features a, a track list that is so appetizingly the apex of his songwriting that everyone said, you know, this would be one of the greatest albums of all time. Watering that down is the fact that these are amongst the most famous songs in his canon and they've all, apart from two of the tracks on here, been major releases in the years since. So it's come out, Chrome Dreams has come out and to great acclaim and rightly so. I'm not going to include the fact that this material has been released on other albums. I'm just going to treat it as an album because this is the first receptacle of these tracks. And as such, it would have been one of the best albums of the 1970s and of Neil Young's career. It is remarkable that this didn't get released. Uh, we begin with Pocahontas. Um, it's quite handy because the uh, Wikipedia article tells you the recording here and whether it was the one that was used on sub subsequent al albums or not. So this Pocahontas is one of the tracks that is the backbone of that acoustic first half of Rust Never Sleeps. His um, end of his first golden era run albums, the first half is all acoustic, the second half electric. And Pocahontas is an astonishing song, one of his loveliest melodies, but also he paints an unromantic uh, proposition of Pocahontas saying about, you know, leaving babies on the ground and killing all the Native Americans and so on. But where he really ups the gear as an artist and a lyricist for me is how he weaves into the later verses Marlon Brando, Marlon Brando, Pocahontas and me, um, because Brando had just uh, refused an Oscar and sent up a Native American to protest on the stage at the Oscars that about Native American rights. So that, you know, him saying about how we butchered all the Native Americans could have been one song, but he broadens it out into this uh, very poetically surreal evocation of himself, Pocahontas and Marlon Brando. It's a beautiful song uh, and it appeared virtually the same on Russ Never Sleeps. Will to Love, it's, it's got this fire cracking in the background. You know when wood cracks in the fire that is one of the most atmospheric, like I went outside on the balcony because I thought something was on fire. But it feels so wonderful, this, like these cracks that go quite loudly through the song. It's the sketchiest recording on the album. Um, so the, the previous releases of this were in much lower fidelity than what we get here, but this one's still quite low fidelity. And this was recorded on his ranch in 1976 and um, actually released on American Stars and Bars. Star of Bethlehem. Um, not as probably interesting as those two tracks, so there's nothing on here that isn't very good. And that was um, first released on American Stars and Bars as this recording. And then we get Like a Hurricane in its first recording. He recorded an album with Like a Hurricane and Pocahontas on and didn't release it. That also came out on American Stars and Bars, and this is the same recording, so that's the first studio version. I think in retrospect, my 
I, I think the world version, which is an 18-minute live version, was my favourite for a long time. But there's something about the crunch of this studio version, one of the finest songs of all time, and some of his most satisfyingly emotional, abstract John Coltrane-style guitar playing. You know, the guitar playing here is like all over the shop. It's free jazz, but... You know, it, it adheres to the chord structure and melody. But he's playing notes all over the shop and not in a, you know, a flashy way. It's very emotional playing. The, um, is it a Wurlitzer or the organ that goes in the background? One of the great songs in rock music. Too Far Gone actually appeared on Freedom in 1989. So some of these songs have got, you know, a long period before they ever appeared. Um... So this one is a different recording to Too Far Gone, and I really like the, um, is it like almost like a um, lute sound on it, uh, which is very different to the version of Freedom. Hold Back the Tears is another American Stars and Bars track. Homegrown managed to be on one album that was abandoned, and then a second album that was abandoned, and finally turned up on American Stars and Bars uh, in this recording. One of the best songs on here, and one of the ones that I knew least about, was dumped on his appalling post-Russ Never Sleeps run in the 1980s on a really naff album called Hawks and Doves, which is, you know, he released a lot of bad albums all the way up to Freedom, but that was one of the worst. Well, actually, I don't know if it was the worst. <laughs> the Rockabilly one was probably the worst, but it's still it's still a rubbish album but the um the lyrics on captain kennedy fantastic and it's another astonishing song a lot of these songs are plaintive and acoustic led um and really strong showing the songwriting and lyricism on display he was at his peak absolutely at his peak um and that is the same recording from hawks and dove string man i don't think has appeared before apart from a live version on Unplugged, which is ironic as this is also a live version from the Hammersmith Apollo in 1976. So there is no studio version of the beautiful piano ballad String Man. Sedan Delivery is a famous track from Russ Never Sleeps. The second half of the Russ Never Sleeps album is the grunge side with My My Hey Hey and Sedan Delivery, great lyric, button pushing and... Uh, <laughs> Some really dodgy, dodgy lyrics in it um, about single mothers and so on. But it's it's a great song. Um, and that, that version has never been released, but it does, it's, it, a faster version appears on Rust Never Sleeps. Then we get Powderfinger. This is an album with Powderfinger, Pocahontas, and Like a Hurricane on. It's just nuts. Um, this version is an acoustic version, not the full-blown Russ Never Sleeps Powder Keg, which is up there with Like a Hurricane as one of his best guitar, electric guitar songs. Um, I'm trying to work out now. Where actually, no, the acoustic, it's acoustic ones on Russ Never Sleeps. I've, I'm, I'm losing track of my mind here. I'm trying to work out where, where the electric one first came from. Well, that was on Russ Never Sleeps anyway. And Look Out For My Love is also great. Um, and that appeared on the one of his finest country albums, probably his finest country album, Comes a Time, which just preceded Russ Never Sleeps when he was on this golden run. 
Um, as a set list, it's, you know, when he was at his peak, a list of 11 or so of his finest ever songs uh, with a dip in quality over probably two or three of the songs to just being very good. Elsewhere outstanding, the fact that there is no reliance on overblown guitar histronics on this album at all. It's an awful lot of stuff that re it just falls back on writing and, and plaintive acoustic imaginative structures of songs. They all sound so strong in their structures. There's no sort of gentle fayness here. All of this material is better than anything on Harvest Moon, on the Harvest. Um, it's, it's stronger material, it's more abstract, it's more artistic, um, it's more satisfying, it's stood the test of time. It's not as straightforward or simple in reading as the tracks on Harvest. Uh, this is him moving into a territory as a songwriter very few ever have. Um, and that, for that reason, Chrome Dreams is getting a, an easy 10 out of 10. 